Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hinshaw, as always, raging alcoholic. Uh, and guess what? It is Oktoberfest season. I just thought I'd put that out there. Now that's the Sam Adams Oktoberfest, a delightful, delightful brew. So, you know, Mike, let's go ahead and say this this podcast is unofficially sponsored by Sam Adams Oktoberfest. What do you think? Um, are you sure you don't want to unofficially sponsor it by uh, hashtag Chipotle? Hashtag Chipotle, we keep you regular? Yeah, yeah. Did you want to do that or no? I do. You know what? Let's do both. We got two sponsors this week. Unofficial sponsors of the Chipotle and the Samuel Adams Oktoberfest. Okay, that sounds good. So there you go, folks. As you heard it, there is my brother from the other side of the country, Mysterious Mike. Hey, everybody. So, Mike, when I bite into a peppermint patty, I get the sensation of revenge. Oh, do you? Well, I guess that rolls into uh, the movie that we're reviewing this week. Uh, it's called Peppermint. Um, Peppermint is uh, directed by Pierre Morel, uh, written by Chad St. John, and it's starring Jennifer Gardner, John Gallagher Jr., John Ortiz, Juan Pablo Ramba, and it is about revenge. Story centering on a young mother who finds herself with nothing to lose and is now going to take from her enemies the very life they stole from her. All right. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. So I was kind of excited to see this movie because I saw the trailers and I had no idea it was even coming out. But this is, as we, I think we pointed this out a few weeks ago when we were talking about the Meg, this is an H Brothers production. Yeah, man. They, those guys are making tons of movies. Yeah. And I saw the trailer and I was like, wow, that movie came out of nowhere. It's cool to see Jennifer Garner back on screen. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this list just to see what she can do. And I have to say, I wasn't, I wasn't let down. But I wasn't impressed either, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, like any um, red-blooded American, I love a good uh, uh, revenge movie. Um, and this one's not bad, but it's not great. It's it's just okay. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Um, I don't know if you looked at any reviews. I try not to look at any reviews, but it's kind of hard doing what we do for fun recording this podcast i tend to get reviews and things that pop up in my feed not my facebook feed but on my google now feed and things like that just because i'm always kind of looking and seeing what others are doing and for the most part the critics especially the uh, professional critics are just ripping this movie apart and honestly i don't think it was terrible i don't think it was worth i think what they have on the tomato meter like 15 percent. it's better than that it's it's no meg believe me the meg was just horrible compared to this movie you know i thought this movie was good well not good is a loose word i'd say average yeah yeah i i agree with you uh, on this one like 
I love lots of movies like uh, Man on Fire and um, I'm, I'm blanking on some other revenge movies. Uh, Law Abiding. Payback. Yeah, Payback. Law Abiding Citizen. Those movies are great. This one was pretty good. It just didn't quite seem all, uh, I don't know. There's just some stuff in it that seemed a little odd. Like, uh, the director of this movie also directed Taken, which I love. I love Taken. Um, Well, who doesn't? That was a great movie. And this one uh, was also really well done with, like, the action scenes and things. It just, some of the story, although fairly... um, believable some of it just the way that it was executed i think was i don't know it just didn't quite it didn't feel as revengey like she was almost a little too nice sometimes interesting because i didn't really get that at all but okay okay um i i have to kind of disagree with you on some of the action scenes um i thought the action was really good but I guess it would probably be put on the editors. Some of the edits just on the action scenes, it was very reminiscent of like the mid nineties, like action scenes, a lot of really fast cuts, kind of not sure what the hell's going on, but then they would pull out and it would be fine. Oh, okay. So some, some of that, like, too jerky, too quick to figure out what's going on, but then other times it was like really fluid and nice. Right, kind of Mile 22-esque, but without the fluidity. Because if you remember, we were discussing that in Mile 22. That was one of the things I wasn't a super huge fan of in Mile 22. There's all this wonderful action, and they're like super tight, like super, super tight, and you're like, oh, okay, what the hell's going on? And then they'd pull out, and you're like, why didn't they just shoot the whole scene like that? Right, yeah. Yeah, maybe they're just trying to figure out what's working these days. And I, I couldn't guarantee what is or isn't. You know, this this uh this movie kinda reminds me of Death Wish. Um, in that the Death Wish, the remake with um um Bruce Willis Bruce Willis was actually not bad. I mean, yeah, it's hard to I really... see Bruce Willis as a doctor, but other than that it wasn't that bad, and that got ripped apart too. So I don't, I don't know what goes on with these critics sometimes. Well, and I'm gonna say this: I thought Death Wish was a pretty good movie. I really enjoyed it. Again, I hadn't seen the original going into the remake with Bruce Willis, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty well done. I, I think it was probably a little bit better than this movie, not a whole ton better. But I really did enjoy this. And like you said, yeah, it's hard to envision Bruce Willis as a doctor, for sure. Yeah. No, I I, I liked this movie in some aspects because it was nice to kind of see uh, Jennifer Garner's character where she was like the mom. And then she kind of comes back and she's like been training and stuff. But I almost wish they would show you some of that stuff because they really just she's gone and then she comes back. And Dude, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Exactly. Uh, that what is it? There's like, um, not to spoil it because I I don't really think it's much of a spoiler, but there's a period in the film where Jennifer Gardner is missing. I guess is the best way to put it for five years. Yeah, five years. And yep. no one can find her. No one knows what happened to her. It's like she fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. And during those five years, she's 
They don't really explain what she's doing. They explain a very little, 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 little bit. And personally, I would have liked to have seen, even if it had to be like an old school montage or something that took place over five years, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more than that because she goes from being this really sweet, kind, loving house mom to a vengeful killer. Basically. And they explain there's a time gap there, but I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of the transformation. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like they were in such a hurry to show you the action and like the the implementation of her revenge that they kind of missed some of the building to it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but... Yeah, there, there's some aspects of this movie that I wish were more explained. Like, she she does, uh, well, I mean, uh, should we get into spoilers? Well, if you want to, we can. But I say, let's do this first, just for our listeners, because I know they're itching. I know they're itching, Michael. How does Peppermint relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Matt, thanks for asking. Um, so, uh, the pro- one of the production designers on this movie, uh, Ramsey Avery, was also an art designer on Spider-Man Homecoming and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, nice. Very cool. So, we got a, a twofer. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to get that out of the way because I know it, we're going to have a... Not to scare people off, but to really discuss more of this film, we do have to spoil a decent amount of it because it is a revenge film. And we don't want to ruin, you know, clearly if you've watched the trailer, you know that her family members die and that's what sparks the revenge, but we don't want to ruin the rest of it for you. So um, we got 20 minutes left of this podcast. I know it's kind of early, people. I guess we can close out a little bit before we get into spoilers. I mean, Mike... Did you, uh, you liked this movie? It was pretty average. Uh, what do you think of the, uh, cinematography? Um, I thought it was okay. Uh, there, there, it didn't seem like it was spectacular. There, there was some decent shots, but nothing, I mean, to me it was just average. Nothing special. Okay. Yeah. I thought it, I, I, I'd agree with you. I think it was on the, on, on that level. Now, uh, not to just roll through stuff here, but... Um, the acting I thought for the most part was pretty good. There was one particular actor that I thought did a horrible job and didn't convince me real well at all. And that was the character Diego Garcia or the big bad guy played by Juan Pablo Raba. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't very believable. He was just not a very good bad guy. I mean, he was intimidating and all the other stuff, but his acting was just, it was just rough, man, to me. You know, it really, it felt forced, I guess, is a good way to put it. Yeah. I thought Jennifer Garner did a pretty good job acting. I, you know, I was believable all of her stuff. Like, the stunts uh, or the action in the movie was, for the most part, I, I thought really well done. The only thing I really had a problem with on Jennifer Garner, now I'd say the majority of her acting 
was good. And I don't know how much of the stunts she did on her own, but I would assume she probably did more than average. And I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if it was or wasn't her. So that clearly that came across well. But one of the things that bothered me about Jennifer Garner, and it's probably just a little nitpicky, but when she is injured, say she's shot or cut or whatever, she's not the acting when her injury isn't quite there, I guess you would say. Like, she's in pain, and she's, like, moaning and screaming for, like, a second, and then she, that's it. Well, I mean, like, is that any different than some of the action stars? But I, I thought... Yeah, I, I, I see what you're trying to say. Yeah, I thought it was good that they actually showed that she took, you know, some damage. Like, all these fights and stuff, you you get hurt, and, like, you kind of see it. And that's kind of um, John Wick-ish, where, you know, he's this awesome guy. He You know, he can kill tons of people, but he still gets hurt. And, like, when he gets done with his battles, he, like, has to come back and get all patched up. Like, that aspect I liked. I, I liked that they showed that and it, she wasn't invincible, you know. Even though she was she was good, you're still going to take some damage depending on how things go. Right. It's more believable. It's more realistic. And that was one of the things I, I did enjoy because uh, I think it was towards the beginning of it. I don't remember the scene exactly or whatever, but she's in her um, safe place and she's patching herself up and she has her medical supplies and everything. But, you know, and it shows her, you know, she's sitting there trying to, you know, patch it up and deal with it. And she's bleeding all over the place and she's clearly in pain, but it's just she lets out like a groan and it's just like, really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay, I can see maybe maybe she uh, didn't emphasize that how badly she was wounded or how much pain it would be to have uh, certain injuries. But uh, I still like see, that she did get injured and that it wasn't completely without, you know, she just wasn't there just a, like Terminator, you know, like invincible, like going after him. Okay, yeah, well, I agree with that. It's just, I know if... I was injured like the way she was. I would be just bawling my eyes out like a little girl. But, you know, I'm also a giant pussy, so. Yeah, I guess there's that. <laughs> um, You know one that caught me off guard and I had no idea he was in this movie and you didn't hear about him being in the movie was uh, good old Method Man. Oh, yeah. He was in the movie, but not very much. So I think maybe that's why. I mean, he's he's only in it kind of lightly as a stand in what was a detective or or some kind of police or law enforcement uh position yeah he was he was a uh, narcotics detective and they introduced the nar- narcotics detective way towards the probably last third of the film but he still had lines and speaking parts so you think they would have played that up a little bit more that you know method man is in here and he did a a believable good job if you ask me yeah the little bit that he was in it yeah so yeah no i like method man like he's turned out to be a decent actor surprisingly yeah he is he really is him and uh ice t and uh ice cube is okay yeah ice t keep talking about rappers and and and, uh common i love common man dude common is one of my favorite actors today oh he was so so freaking incredible in um Oh, gosh, that uh, Western show. I'm forgetting the name now. 
I loved it. Hell on Wheels. Yeah, oh, Hell on Wheels was awesome, man. He was so fantastic in Hell on Wheels. And then they killed off his character in that show. And it just, it kind of went downhill after they got rid of Common. And that kind of bothered me. I really loved that show. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed that show too. The first few seasons, really good. And Common, man, great actor. Oh, dude, he was he was just at a whole nother level on that show. He just was. I just, wow. I really would like to see him in more stuff. And I think we are. I think there's a couple more films coming out with him. Uh, maybe TV shows too. I'm not sure, but I've I've seen him pop up recently in some stuff. Yeah, yeah. He was so. in um, he was in John Wick two. Yeah. Uh huh. And uh-huh. he was, was he in Black Panther too? I don't know if he was in Black I don't Panther, remember. but he was in um, he was in another Liam Neeson movie. It was like Taken on the Run or whatever. Like, uh, oh, I didn't see that one. Uh, well, I mean, it's not called Taken. I just called like most of the movies that that Liam Neeson was in after Taken have been a form of Taken. Yeah, are you talking about that one that's fairly recent? It's like probably two years old. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm, it's I'm like a, a train? No, no. Well, that. that <laughs> That's one. So there's like taken on a plane, taken on a train. There's um <laughs> no no. Here seriously, like if you look up Liam Neeson movie, I I could tell you them in just a second. But um yeah, they're all yeah yeah. Um, hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it really quick. Uh oh, quickly to the Googles. Yeah yeah. I, oh 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 man. Run all night. He was in um uh, a movie with Liam Neeson called Run All Night. And was that taken on a bus? This one was taken with a son. Taken with a son? Yeah. Like like a, a child son or like the son like an, that revolves around the planet? No, an ad- adult son. Like a child, but a, a adult. And ho- hold on, I'm going to tell you all the Taken movies. So there's Commuter. That's taken on a train. <laughs> um... I have to say, I don't think I've seen most of these. Yeah, so, so there's run, don't hate me. run All Night, which is like uh, t- taken with his son. Then there's Nonstop, which is taken on a plane. Uh, there's Taken 3. There's A Walk Among the Tombstones, which is like another form of a Taken. Is that Taken in the Southwest? No, it's actually like a gangster movie, kind of. Even though it's the tombstones? Yeah, a wa- let's see. A private investigator is hired by a drug kingpin to find out who kidnapped and murdered his wife. Um, yeah, he just has a bunch of Taken movies. I can't blame mm. him, man. You cash in when you can. Yeah, dude, you gotta get paid. And Liam Neeson, I, he's a fantastic actor. Yeah. He really is. I love him. I just haven't seen... Because, you know, his movies are, like, all becoming Taken and I saw Taken. I enjoyed Taken. I saw Taken too. I enjoyed that. And then I just kind of, you know, I do want to see the Walk Among the Tombstone one and the Nonstop one. I want to see a couple of them. Yeah. But taken on a plane. It, taken. I'll taken w- on a train. I'll wait. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait until they're. You know. I don't know. I got time to see them. I guess. And I don't have anything else I really want to watch. I don't know. Okay, sorry, I, I really I really di- diverged us there, but uh, I just wanted to talk about Liam Neeson. Nah, dude, it's no big deal. I I like him. You know, he's Qui Gon Jinn. Oh, there you go. There's yeah, my Star Wars oh, reference. Geez, there it is. What uh, what color was his lightsaber, Matt? Quick now. Oh, it's green. Okay. Of course. 
Qui-Gon is the master of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he was going to be the master of young Anakin Skywalker, but, you know, he got killed by my favorite Star Wars character, Darth Maul. Okay. All right. I got it. Okay, I can keep going, but we'll stop. All right, so let's go ahead and do it. Let's put it out there. From here on out, we're going to discuss spoilers for this film, Peppermint. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, go ahead and uh, turn it off and go look at the bottom of the show notes and you can see what we, uh, how many rails we gave it. So, all right, Mike, go ahead. Uh, I'll let you start off with the uh, spoilers here. Um, so yeah, for, for this movie, the, the thing that disappointed me a little bit were you don't get to see her get trained, um, <clears throat> in the five year space, which we kind of talked about. Well, and then if you remember, they show that little tidbit of her in like a cage fight in like Russia. Yeah. I couldn't even make out which one she it. was. I know. I know. She, well, she was pretty beaten up too. But exactly, I agree with you. I think that time period, it would have been nice to see her maybe like training with like, I don't know, something really off the wall, like the, I don't know, the North Korean army or something. And then in Russia doing the cage fighting and, you know, and have it like montaged out or I don't know. I don't know. I just I really think they missed a really good opportunity there. Right. And another thing that was a little bit um, I I wish it was better. So the main people, like the people who actually did this to her uh, family, the, the the actual gunmen, you pretty much see them dead and you don't even get to see her execute them or talk to them or anything. And then Except she, for at the very beginning. Yeah, at the very beginning. And then she goes on her like rampage and you're like, well, what... W- yeah. What are you going after now? Like, like it seems like you did what you needed to do. And then you do see her um, take out the judge, and that was kind of a good scene. Like, that was kind yeah. of fulfilling. But yeah. but what, like, you miss the attorney. You're, like, there's all these other people that she supposedly kills, and they, like, talk about it in, like, two seconds. And that's all you get. And then they show you her executing a whole bunch of... Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was cool, but a whole bunch of no-named gangsters as she's making her way up to the top, and it's just like, really, you're going to waste it all on this? I mean, there were wonderful action sequences, but maybe have it as one of the people that we're vested in that we want to see her get her revenge on. Yeah, and like, I would have liked to see, so she was living in uh, Skid Row, uh, if you're not familiar with... Los Angeles area, that is an area where a lot of the homeless people are allowed to just camp. and. S- uh, it's not allowed, they just do well, it. Well, pretty mu- it's, yeah, it's pretty it's- much allowed by them not enforcing anything. That's true. That's true. But yeah, that is a legit existing place in LA. Yeah, I would have liked to see, so there's a mural painted of her and stuff, and I'm like... What happened? What did she do? Like, I would have liked to see a little bit what like her her van is like unlocked and it has all these guns and all kinds of stuff like what made her so um like worshipped in this in in skid row that like no one messes with her well the cops explain it a little bit that she cleaned up skid row but it's still skid row so clearly she got the violent criminals out of there i guess but I don't know. Uh, I agree. I This is more of that 
plot hole there where they're like, okay, here, check this out. This is awesome. So clearly everybody loves her. They're not going to rat her out, but why? Right, right. And, like, that's a cool, like, the concept's great. Like, a uh, criminal living in, like, with all these homeless, of course, uh, you know, if she's helping them out, they're going to help her out. But, like, I thought that was a cool place to have your home base, your your safe place. And they just didn't really explore it. And there's even these these couple, like, um, kids in, in the movie that are, like, kind of her informants, her watchers. Of what goes on in Skid Row when she's not there. And they don't explain anything about them either. Nothing. Right. And they have speaking lines. Multiple speaking lines. And you have no idea what she did for them to make them love her so much. Yeah, and I don't know if some of this got cut on the editing floor. Because the movie, I think, runs for two hours. Which, you know, that's, uh, I guess, a little bit long. But... No, <sighs> it's an uh, hour 45. Are you sure? I thought I saw the running mm-hmm. time was like um okay, hour 45. Cool. Um but 102 minutes. I wish I wish we got a I wish we got a little bit more of these background things. Now, I mean, it doesn't have to be a lot, but I was just looking for a little bit like maybe an introduction to those characters, maybe a little like montage of her training. Right. It's called character development. And I'm not even talking the characters outside of Jennifer Garner's characters. I'm talking about Jennifer Garner's character. It's all these other things develop Jennifer Garner's character. And they left them out. Right. Um, there's some, yeah, there's some, there's some, there's some stuff where she's messing with these drug guys. And, and apparently these drug guys are actually just a little like little guys in the giant ponds of of the cartel and it doesn't say what cartel it just says cartel i would have liked to know a little bit more about what that was about and what was happening i mean they kind of say that two of their deliveries or something are messed up and like there's just things that seem like it was rushed yeah yeah. Like, they should have just showed us, maybe, maybe, like, even if it was in the montage, like, her messing with the, uh, the people that she's going after, the, the, the gang. I don't even think they say what the gang's name is. Uh, no, Diego but Garcia gang or something. I don't know. You're led to believe that it's, like, uh, probably MS 13, something like that, being that it's in LA. But I don't think they openly want to say it's MS-13. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Piss a lot of people off. But, so I agree with pretty much everything you've said with a couple additions. Okay, you go. Don't, you go. Don't hate me, Mike. Don't hate me. But yes, I agree 100% so far. Um, I, I'll wait. I'll wait to talk about the end, but I, I was not real happy with how it ended. Um, But the beginning of it the whole story about her family and why her husband and daughter who was clearly collateral damage were executed was just ridiculous i'm sorry it was ridiculous so he talked to a guy that his co-worker 
Well, no, I don't. I don't think it's his coworker. I think it's, it's a, not a coworker. It's like a friend or something. I think it's a friend that he knows through something else. But I don't because I feel like he called him and then he came over to his business. Oh, oh, okay. But, but I mean, well, I thought they were. I thought they were coworkers. Yeah, I'm I mean, mistaken. I mean, that doesn't really matter. They were friends, right? And you see where I'm going with this. They didn't even perform said act against this m- drug lord or crime boss or whatever. They just were talking about it, and word got out somehow. And within like a 10 hour period, it went from, or maybe not even that long, it went from, okay, let's do this thing to Jennifer Gardner's husband saying, no, I don't want to do it. I'm smarter than this. I, you know, if he finds out we're screwed to him being executed with his daughter and they tried to take out Jennifer Gardner at the same time, all for just thinking about going after this guy. That was just stupid. That was ridiculous. Well, I'm sorry. To me, they were just trying to show you how crazy and i don't know crazy yeah how psychotic and intimidating this gang leader is but it's just it didn't work for me because when the gang leader you get introduced to him he's just i don't know okay all right no that's fine man i'm so i just that that really just it was just dumb okay that did that actually (laughs) didn't bother me so for once but oh it, it bothered the hell out of me that's fine but I agree with you. I would have liked to have seen her actually kill the people she was revenging against. That would have been nice. But uh, I'll hop right to the end. The ending really bothered me. It started out, and I was like, yes. She's going down in a blaze of freaking glory. Right? Yeah. So you remember, for those of you who are still listening, and I'm going to spoil the shit out of it. But Jennifer Garner gets her revenge, kills the gang leader in front of... A dozen cops just with a handgun pulls the trigger, kills them. They let loose on her and she mysteriously disappears. I was like, that's that's stupid. I wish they would have just gunned her down and that was the end of the movie and whatever. Clearly they're leaving it open for sequels, but she escapes and later on gets captured or whatever and ends up in the hospital and they save her life and all this other shit. But I really would have liked to seen her go down in a blaze of glory. Like, not to say man on fire, but like man on fire. Yeah, no, it, for, for, for me, it was pretty ridiculous. Cause like, it basically was saying that she's so good and the cops can't shoot anything when they're f- pretty much at like, I don't know what, three yards range, like, uh, I five, think they were farther than that. Five or but six still, cops. Yeah, they still were in pretty damn close to point-blank range. Like, they would not have missed. No, no, and there were so many cops, it seems like she couldn't have, even with the vest on, she couldn't have walked away. No, they would have, at least one of them would have done some solid damage and she would have fallen over, in my opinion. But that just, that really, you know... I was like, yes, she's going to go out in a freaking blaze of glory. This is going to be great. This is how you end a revenge movie. She's so just got her mission and completed it, and she's done. And then they pull that shit on us. And then on top of it, when she's in the hospital room, the one cop comes in and gives her a key, and she unlocks herself as she has all these freaking injuries and escapes. Come on. Really? I know you guys want sequels, but Jesus... You're right. You're right. Like, 
It should have ended, like, I love the fact that she actually killed the guy in front of the cops. Like, that was awesome. Yeah, and I, right. And I thought she was... Exactly, it was great. Because that never happens, right? No one ever no. does it. They always just uh-uh. like... And she was like, no, we're not going to prison. And you're like, yes! Yeah, and then they, they did the sequel thing. I was like, this ending is awesome! Oh, this is so good! And then she lives. Yep. Ugh. Anyways. Alright, so Mike, other than that, anything else you want to spoil here today? On Peppermint? No, no. Uh, oh, I guess at first when I watched this trailer, I thought the name of her daughter was Peppermint. But the name of the movie doesn't totally make sense because that was like the last order of ice cream she got. Right. See, and I, the only thing I could think of going into it is that maybe and they don't even explain it but this is just where my thinking goes on that is that maybe when she was in skid row instead of giving the people her name she said i'm peppermint kind of like a superhero oh yeah and maybe got maybe got edited out of the movie so now it's weird Right, so that makes more sense to me, but that's where my thinking goes, just to try and make the movie, I guess, better. Or that's what I would have done. Instead of, you know, her... Because she's trying to hide. She's trying to be incognito the best she can. Yeah. And so she's not going to want to tell everyone her real name. And then the news media obviously finds out, because the FBI tells them or whatever. But still, she... That's what I think. I think she's like, just call me Peppermint or whatever, you know? Oh, yeah. What did you think of, uh, like, her using, like, uh, Facebook Live or, or something like that to get people to come there? I thought that was actually kind of cool. Like, it was use, interesting. Use it was of smart. The new technology. Um, one thing that bothered me, though, a little bit, this is another one. I probably should have brought this up earlier, but um, was how they kept cutting to the television over and over again and the news the different news local news television outlets talking on the television about what's going on so it's like that the television outlets almost became a narrator for the movie and i don't know if i liked it it was unique i will give them that it was unique but i don't know if it was needed uh okay so anyways all right, Mike. So let's uh, let's get to the meat and potatoes. Why we're here? What do you give? Or nope, not what. Remember, we're the real film nerds, Mike. How many reels do you give Peppermint? Uh, I'm gonna give uh, Peppermint three reels. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so- even with all the things that we just ripped apart, I actually thought it was fairly entertaining. Um, it's. It's not the best movie, uh, but, you know, it was kind of, it, you know, it's kind of revengey, and I always like revenge movies, so I'm kind of a sucker for those. Um, you know, I think some of the stuff could have been executed better, but, hey, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I thought it was three reels, and, and do you like that, executed better? <laughs> anyway. You and your puns. Yeah. One of my coworkers will love that if she ever listens to my podcast, because her favorite thing on the planet is puns. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a pretty bad one. But um, Next to her children, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, like, 
you know, do you need to see this in the theater? No. I mean, it's got some action, so that could be all right. But, you know, if you got some extra time and you want to see a revenge movie, you know, this is this is your movie. Just what I was going to ask, if this is worthy to see in a, th- a theater, if it's a must for a theater. I don't think it's a must. Um, I agree. Yeah. All right, Mike. So... I'm not as generous as you on this one, believe it or not. Wow. All right. All right. That's cool. Believe it or not. Okay. Uh, I did enjoy this film, but like you, I didn't think it was anything special. There were parts that were neat. If the ending would have ended how I wanted it to, I probably would have given it a four, but it did not. It ended stupid, and that really just... ugh. On top of all the other things we've already discussed, and I'm going to stop there. But uh, I give Peppermint two and a half reels out of five. Okay, that's fair. So it's not, you know, it's not a one or one and a half, but, you know, I did enjoy myself. I liked the majority of the movie. I liked the majority of the story. I liked it as a whole, but there's lots of things that i did not like so all right well so mike should we talk about our next legacy cast that coming i can't talk today sure should we talk about our next legacy cast that's coming up on thursday yeah yeah well why don't we why don't we tease it a little bit Well, and I kind of feel that it's like a precursor to our fun event that we've teased that's coming in October, even though it's not a scary movie, but it deals with scary subject matter. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I, I, if you know me, you will know what I'm going to rate this one. But uh, we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters on Thursday. Ooh, are you afraid of ghosts? Of course. Who isn't afraid of ghosts? They're scary. Well, who are you going to call? I'm going to call Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray. Oh, or should I do their character names? Eh, never mind. <laughs> well, you blew that one. Because I could all do right. both. I could, I could do both, but I just, I was like, no. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm... I'm looking forward to reviewing that. I, I love the movie. Um, I can watch that movie over and over and over and over. It's so great. Now, Mike, did you have any of the Ghostbuster toys as a child? No, actually, I don't think I did. Wow, you were deprived, man. Yeah. Deprived. I loved Ghostbusters, including the animated cartoon. The first one, not the super shitty second one. The first one was pretty good. The second one was really bad. But uh, I had the um, car. I had Ecto-1. Ooh, awesome. I had Ecto-1, and I had the main characters, and that was it. And I remember they had the firehouse. And one of my friends at the private school I went to, don't think it's fancy people. It wasn't. It was basically I went to school at church. But... My one of my friends at my nice little school church had the firehouse, <sighs> and I was like, "Oh, you bastard!" Hmm. That thing was so cool. Neat, man. Neat. 
and we would play, and I'd bring the car over because he didn't have the car. So I think I remember uh, drinking. Um, oh. High C ecto cooler, yeah, baby. High C ecto cooler. <laughs> yes, yes, that's it. That's it. So, as you could tell, people, I know uh, I, I enjoy my Ghostbusters. I mean, I I didn't even have to think about that one. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. All right, so our next podcast coming up on Thursday is going to be a fun one. It's going to be a great one. I don't have anything else this week. Oh, not this week on this episode. What about yourself, Mike? No, no. Uh, I think that's it from me. So uh, with that, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.